Her name is Jess. And his name is Bill. She's my 14-year-old daughter. And he's my 48-year-old father. On some things we agree. And some things we do not. Together, we are Jessabelle, and this is Death by Multimedia. Hi there everyone and welcome to the program where a really old man talks to a really young girl and talk about the stuff that they disagree on and disagree on. <laughs> Hi Jess. Hello. Are you excited about this wonderful project with your father? Heck yes. Really? <laughs> should be very interesting. So what we'll be trying to do is talking about the kind of stuff that we've seen or listened to over the previous week. We'll be looking at uh, TV series, mostly Netflix if I know Jessica. Yep. Uh, movies that she'll be subjected to by me that have been part of my favourites uh, over the years. Uh, listening to different albums uh, where our music tastes don't quite converge. And also the kind of stuff that Jessica spends most of her time wasting her time watching on YouTube. I don't know if it's a waste of time, but anyway. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to start the program now with... There's something on the TV! So yes, we start off with uh, what's been happening on TV, and we're going to go with Jess first. Jess, what's uh, what's been in your life in TV this week? On Friday, uh, Stranger Things Season 2 came out, which I was very excited about, until I realised I couldn't watch it yet, because Mum and Dad were out, and they also wanted to watch it. Well, <laughs> so... uh, unfortunately, when someone's paying the bills for Netflix, that's the kind of thing you have to wait for. <laughs> so... Uh, so... I searched around and I found a series called Between, which happened to have Jeanette McCurdy in it, so I started watching it. Uh, would you like to explain who Jeanette McCurdy is for anyone who's over the age of 14? <laughs> um, Jeanette McCurdy starred in iCarly and Sam and Cat as the character Sam. Mm, that's exciting, iCarly. Uh, yes, no, that was a terrible show. <laughs> Sam and Cat was also terrible, so are you telling me that this show was better than those two? Yes, right. it definitely was. Continue on. Um, so pretty much the storyline is, it's pretty much a virus that has come around in one certain town called Pretty Lake, uh, and it kills anyone over the age of 22, just uh, instantly. So what's good about that show? That <laughs> seems, for those of us who are probably a little bit older than 22, almost into my 30s, um, that seems like it's a very poor premise for a show. Well, yes, for you, definitely. Yes. But... Um, it was pretty much people who were trying to find out why this was happening and what was happening with it. So, there was, um, they had to be quarantined. The whole town had to be quarantined. And the government wasn't really doing much about it other than the fact that they had to keep everyone inside the quarantine. They would, like, kill people if they went outside the quarantine. Which, um, was very confusing. <laughs> really? it, it, it was. It was very confusing. So there was these five or six people who were trying their best to find out what exactly was happening. Um, and that's pretty much like the whole show and they find out certain things in different places. And um, I don't know. Yeah. It, well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> so there were... I think you were saying there were two series? Yeah, there, there, were, two, there were two seasons of it. Um, 
And I think it was good that there were two seasons of it. Uh, like that it stopped after two, or that well, it needed no. two to tell the story. <laughs> it needed two. It definitely needed two to tell the whole story of it. I reckon. Um, so, the first season was definitely very, very good. It caught. It kept my attention the entire time. But the second season sort of like dragged on a little bit at the start and towards the middle. So I don't know. I'd, I'd probably give that a. Four point five out of five. Four point five out of five. Just a start. It was very good. It was very very good. Well, seeing as you watched it all in twenty four hours, I'd say that it must have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. Uh, I have uh, been watching my usual shows. I'm currently trying to get through Star Trek Discovery, uh, which we have both started. But uh, I'm back on to Riverdale. Riverdale's into season two. Uh, we've now had three episodes. And already it's uh, much, much worse than the first series, I'm afraid. It's, uh, the first series we had a death in the first five minutes, and the whole series revolved around that. And as someone who read all the Archie comics when I was a kid, that was interesting, seeing live-action characters of people you'd seen, and Archie and Jughead weren't talking to each other, and Veronica's just moved back into town. Second series, I think we've had at least three deaths already, and to be honest... I don't care. I mean, I would rather see the interaction between the original characters than worrying about who's killing who and who's going to die next and is everyone in Riverdale dead? I mean, it seems fairly ludicrous. <laughs> but anyway, I'll stick with it and um, we'll see if Archie can work out who's been trying to knock off his old man and killed off his old love interest. But uh, for anyone who's out there who had any interest in the comics in the good old days, you'll get a little bit out of it. Um... That if you didn't, then you're probably barking up the wrong tree. So, first series is great. Uh, second series every week comes out on Netflix on a Monday, I believe. So, if anyone's interested in catching that. And, of course, we have both now seen the first two episodes of Stranger Things 2. Which, I'm sure, by the time we do our next podcast, we will have seen all of season two. Yes. Good, so. I know a couple of my friends have definitely already watched the entire series in one day. Well, they obviously have no life. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, well, that's the uh, first part of the first program, and uh, now we're going to be moving on to... Crap Movies That Billy's Showing Jess! So, yes, for the last uh, little while, I've been uh, inflicting my love of poor movies on Hel- um, on Helen, no, on Helen, I've probably been that for 25 years, but anyway, on to Jess, and so we thought, well, what we should do is watch one a week, and then Jess can tell me exactly how good my taste in movies are. So this week, um, we did Halloween, the original Halloween movies, it came out in 1978, starring Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis. And as we all know, the premise of the movie is that back in Halloween 1963, a very young Michael Myers decided to bump off his older sister. He was then put away, and 15 years later on Halloween night, he somehow escapes from where he's being held, finds his way back to his hometown, and decides to just knock off more people who have no relation to him whatsoever. Interesting premise, Uh, but anyway, Jess, what did you think of it? I actually thought it was pretty good. It definitely kept my attention the entire way through, which is not the case with some movies. Um, <laughs> so, um, some like most things in the movie could be predicted, and so you got a little frustrated at certain characters for 
doing what they do in horror movies, going outside at dark after someone's been murdered that they don't know. Of course. Um, and uh, not listening to the kids telling you that the boogeyman was outside and... Yes. Yeah. These <laughs> kids are dumb and teenagers much much smarter. Definitely. Yes, definitely know. <laughs> So what was was there any particular parts of the movie that you found the best? I think like when they were in the other house when the boogeyman had like put all of the bodies in different places and you had no idea how he did it <laughs> in like such short time. In but 30 it was seconds. Yeah. yeah, but it, it was so effective, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, I think certainly that part there when she finally sees them all and she's standing by the closet, and in the closet's dark, and then you just see Michael Myers' head come into the screenshot. Mm, uh, definitely. As you were saying at the time, for the fact that there were no special effects at all in those days, that is an excellent effect, and that really, yeah. when you haven't seen it 160 times, that makes you jump. When it you have seen it 160 times, it probably doesn't work quite so well. <laughs> I think the great thing about it is, is that, I mean, it's 1978, and it's, and it's rated R, so it should be 18+, plus, but... There's there's nothing really in it that in this day and age, forty years later, uh, could be considered R rated. I mean, it's 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 scary, but it's not it's not frightening. Uh, it's more of a thriller now than it is anything else. And it's like certainly Donald Pleasance has a presence, not a pleasance, but a presence uh, that really makes the film feel more than just your normal schlock horror film uh i just i like the way again as you as you say you know it's it's all very predictable and for those of us who watch it so many times there's no scares anymore you, <laughs> but you can still enjoy the performances leading up to each scene as you know someone's going to get bumped off and what's going to happen and i, I really enjoyed that yeah. yeah so anyway um what would you give that out of five Probably a four out of five. Four out that, of five. That was very good. Oh, that's good. A uh, film that I've suggested, I'd have to take that. It's pretty good. I think as a horror film, uh, it is easily the top of the pile when it comes to horror films. It's it, it's the one that everyone can go back to when they're trying to make a horror films. Like, yes, if I can make something like that, mm. I've won. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the scariest one I've watched, but it was it was good. No. It was very very good. And given the fact that it uh, in that day and age it cost three hundred thousand dollars to make, it has since made well over seventy million dollars. Mm -hmm. You'd have to say that the uh, the director uh, John Carpenter, who also wrote it, who decided to forego most of his payments just for ten percent of the profits, probably made a good decision. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty, well, next week we'll be going on to some other wonderful movie, no doubt. Uh, and now we've finished our movie section, so now it's time for... Album Review Switcheroo! I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of my favourite little parts. Uh, what we're trying to do in this section is that each week I'm going to suggest an album to Jessica to listen to and review, and she's going to suggest an album to me. Now, they could be old, they could be new... Most likely, neither of us will ever have heard the album before or the kind of music that's in there. We have a slight difference in taste. Jessica, what would you say your taste in music is? At the moment, probably what people say, like, emo, but I don't know. It's like, it's more, I guess, alternative for me at the moment. Mm, good. Yes, yes. Well, uh, seeing as I listen to METAL, we're, um... <laughs> Probably going to have a slight change of views. But anyway, Jessica, what was the album that you asked for me to listen to this week? 
Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die by Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Yes. 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 <laughs> Did I tell you that I saw two songs from Panic at the Disco at Soundwave a couple of years ago? Yes, many times. Oh, that's good. So you're not jealous at all? <laughs> no, definitely not. Very good. What? Right. No. What? That's, that's Definitely good. not. Well, as I found out in my research, that uh, too weird to live, too uh, something to die. <laughs> too rare. To too rare. Die. Too rare to die. Is Panic at the Disco's fourth album that was released in 2013. It's funny that uh, I've also discovered that uh, Brendan Urie is pretty much the only original member left. He is the only original member left. There is a lot of very sad memes about that. <laughs> so was there far too much panic at the disco for him and everyone else just ran and he stayed? Most likely. Yes, I can only imagine <laughs> so. Well, I've listened to it and I've, uh, I have I don't mind it. It's, it's not my style of music, but I was quite happy to listen to it and uh, there is... A fair bit of angst involved in the lyric writing, I would say. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's the style of the music, very much dance pop music, I would say. It's um, it's almost the kind of thing that I could remember going to, to listen to at the Blue Light Discos back in 1863 when I used to go to Blue Light Discos. <laughs> um, however, uh, all the songs tend to have catchy rhythms uh, and melodies and even the lyrics, like especially songs like for me, Vegas Lights, um, and and even Nicotine, they were um, songs that you could listen to and you could feel almost tapping your foot and starting after I listened to the album three or four times, getting to know the lyrics, and I'm starting to sing the lyrics along with him as well. But I like in Vegas Lights how it's already got its own inbuilt stadium chant, like in the lyrics. Um, those kind of songs become catchy. Because of the way that they're written, I think that's that was that's really well done. Um, his voice is is the winning factor, I think, in the yeah. album. He's <laughs> he's he's got an unusual voice that I can't categorise, but it's uh, uh, you listen to it and it's smooth and it's it, it's deep, and then but he'll hit high notes if he needs to. And um, I think that obviously being the only original member left, um, you can see how it's going to base that around his his vocals. Um, obviously the lyrics, yes uh, Plenty of personal touches, I think, in the lyrics uh, It's almost like Taylor Swift on ice sometimes It's, it's, a, it's a little bit crazy But, but songs like uh, that I went through here with Miss Jackson, uh, Girls, Girls, Boys um, Girl That You Love, Casual Affair, Far Too Young To Die I think the title of the songs will tell you exactly where, where he's heading That yeah. kind of stuff um, Musically, it's probably just a bit too much Electronica for me. Um, it's the kind of thing that I was listening to it at work during the week, and I thought to myself, "I like this album. It's it's not. I mean, it's it's not what I'm going to go and grab to put on when I get home. Probably if I go put it on or hear it any other time, I'm glad that I know it now. But I'm going to think that's really good. But uh, when are we going to put some you know Metallica on? <laughs> um, because this is just a bit too. It's not. It's a bit, but it, you, I'm going to get to the stage with my musical taste. I'm going to say it's a bit too dreary. It's, it's, it's we're going to go down the line of the Smiths and Morrissey back from you know, the the eighties kind of thing. Um, I've, I can't say that I haven't enjoyed. I've really enjoyed listening to it at work this week. I had people coming into work, looking at me strangely, saying, "What are you listening to this music for? I mean, this isn't what you normally listen to." Um, but I've enjoyed it, and like I said, I've listened to it probably a dozen times over the last four or five days. Um, and in the long, a long run, I would give it three out of five. 
for my personal taste, and I can see how people who like it, i.e. the person sitting next to me, <laughs> would think much more highly of it. What do you think of it, Jess? I think it's really good. I think it's uh, my favourite album that they've ever released. Yep. Um, but what's great about Panic! at the Disco is that pretty much every album is completely different to the last. So, mm -hmm. especially like the first two albums they released, the first one was extremely angsty, and um, the second one was more like quiet and alternative. Yep. So, <laughs> it was like completely different. Okay. And... I don't know, I just love everything that they release. Right. It's just completely different to everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good, isn't it? It's good when you can find an artist who you can enjoy for the fact that they're doing something different and not just putting out the same album every time and just saying, come and buy my album, it's the same as last time. Yep. Mm. All right, well, Jessica, I um, enforced upon you uh, Trivium's Vengeance Falls, which was also released in 2013. Yep. And it was Trivium's sixth album. So how did you find the massive awesomeness that is <laughs> Vengeance Falls? <laughs> um, well, it's not something I would listen to again, but... <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did like listening to just like the instruments in the background. I think that's the thing that caught my attention most with the album. Mm -hmm. Just like... Every time I listened to each song, I would listen to one certain instrument, and then the next time I listened to another one, just to see how they all fit together. Yep. Because um, that's what I do with songs anyway. And uh, I kind of like how the drums were set out, really. I found the drums quite interesting in all of the songs, really. That's cool, because the drummer left after this album. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Mm, it's definitely not in my music taste, but I, I can, like, I can handle it. <laughs> I can definitely handle it. If it was just put on anywhere, I could be like, yeah, this is, this is, this is cool. I could listen to this for, like, once or twice. <laughs> so, well, I was going to say, I could listen to this for one second. And... <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I think it, uh, it was definitely good, and it, it's definitely your music taste. <laughs> well, it's strange, because, again, like... A lot like Panic! at the Disco, um, Trivian started off um, with a very much more growling voice that dominated through their early albums. And this is the first album that I got to of Trivium's, which I enjoyed there. And like you said with the music, because they were fans of Iron Maiden and that kind of stuff growing up, you can hear that in their music. So you can hear the melodic guitars and that kind of stuff, which brings you in. Um, but this was the first album of Trivium's, I think, that I listened to when I first got it and thought... Wow, I really like this. Like there are other albums I do like. Some of them I only like parts of, mainly through that growling vocals. But here, uh, Matt Heafy's vocals have just they've drawn most of the growling out in most of the songs, and it's mostly melodic voice. And it was this was their first album. I thought, wow, this is this is what I want to see. And then I saw them after this and live after this album. And I just thought, well, <laughs> they're just amazing. So um, I. I it was a tough one to give you first up, but uh, <laughs> I just thought, well, I'll just, I'll just throw it in there and see how you go. So if you were going to rate it, and you can be as harsh as you want, out of five, what are you going to give that album? I've written this down. Yes. 2.5 out of five. Yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely like, like listen to it, but I wouldn't listen to it again soon. No, correct. Well, on average, that's, that's good. 50%, you can't argue with that. No. Nope. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, my favourite songs off that album are Vengeance Falls, Strife and uh, Villainy Thieves. Uh, also, if you ever get that album, just for interest's sake, uh, get the extended version because it comes with a cover version of Skulls and We Are 38 by The Misfits and also a cover of Losing My Religion by R.E.M. which are well worth listening to. And for anyone out there who really likes Trivium, their new album, The Sin and the Sentence, has just come out last week. It's well worth listening to. Uh, so now, we've done that, and now we're going on to... Crap that Jess has been watching on YouTube! Alrighty, well, everyone watches YouTube now and then. Some people seem to watch YouTube for hours a day. Is that true? Yes, ah. extremely true. <laughs> you didn't even try to lie about it. Well, you already know anyway. This is very true. <laughs> so, yes, here we are. We're going to have Jess tell us... What's big on YouTube that she's found this week, Jessica? <laughs> so, uh, over the last month or so, I've been watching a series that um, Hello Labs have been producing. AT&T Hello Labs. Yes, that's it. I remembered. Cool. <laughs> um, it was a series called Guilty Party, and it was about um, a couple of high school kids, and it was um, like a mystery sort of thing. Um, where someone had stolen a girl's diary and posted it all over the school, but no one knows who did it, and so they're all trying to find out who did it, and at the start of the series, this girl who had her diary stolen comes back, and she's leaving notes everywhere, saying that if uh, someone doesn't confess who stole her diary, then they are going to have their secrets revealed um, oh. over the course of a couple of weeks. And so I thought that was pretty interesting and started watching. And um, as everyone's secret is revealed, it gets like more tense among the group and people start assuming things and fighting with each other. And it's just like a huge drama thing, I guess. Um, and it ended this week. And I was honestly a little disappointed with the ending, even though, though like I knew it was coming, but I didn't expect it to end in like a couple of seconds. I thought it would have been like stretched out a little bit more. So we just got to the point and they said, bang bang, and the end. Yes, exactly. Oh, good. <laughs> but it was it was good up until like the very last episode, I, I thought. Part of the problem with things and uh, the fact that we've now not only had uh, talking about TV series at the start of the show, we're now obviously talking about TV series at the end. Um, you get, as a writer, you must get so caught up in the story that, and you know all this is great and then you get to the point where you think well now I've got to find an ending and somehow you've got to manufacture something that's realistic or believable or just everyone saying wow and so often that doesn't happen mm, yes <laughs> so if people were looking for this YouTube series Jess how would they go about searching for it on YouTube pretty much you just type in guilty party in the YouTube search and there should be a channel there um, and d that just says Guilty Party with a blue and black logo, and it's all there, all in the channel. And how many episodes are there? Um, well, with this one, it was very interesting as well, because it was based around, like, this world media sort of thing, so each episode was only, like, four minutes long, and then you had a bunch of people's different opinions, like, vlogs and stuff in the middle, so I'd say there's, like, 30 episodes wow. all up. And so... You watched all those in one day, did you, in your bedroom doing nothing? No? No, no. no uh, I discovered it 
uh, like right when it was coming out. So I it had like the first episode or two up already. So I was always waiting every week for the next episode to come out. Well, <laughs> sounds good. So there you go. If you're interested in catching up with that, go wherever Jesse just said that I didn't pay any attention to. <laughs> and now... The end! So that's all for this week. And the first episode is, uh, has been run and won, just like Winks in the Cox Plake yesterday. Did you enjoy yourself, Jess? Yeah, it was really good. I, I do like doing this. Yes, well... Can't wait until you see your movie that you've chosen for this week. And <laughs> I can't wait to listen to another album that everyone stares at me strangely at work when I have to listen to it. Maybe I should give you some Taylor Swift then. You can if you like. I don't think I'll be <laughs> listening to it for as long as I listen to Panic at the Disco. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it for this week. And if you enjoyed it, uh, tell all your friends because we'll be back here again next week doing exactly the same thing and the same crap. So until then, thank you, Jesse P. No problem, Dad. Righto. Now go and do your homework. I <laughs> don't have any. Haha. -ha. No, not true. Bye-bye. <laughs>